Tonight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're going to be talking about Daredevil Season 2, Episode 7, Simper Fidelis. After this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we are here tonight to talk about, as I said before, Episode 7 of Season 2 of Daredevil. It's a full spoiler uh, discussion and review, so if you haven't seen Episode 7, you know the drill. Get out of here. What's up, Jeff? Man, this season... This season's so good. It really is. I just want to watch it all. It's it's uh, it's, it's so hard not to binge this. This is harder not to binge than season one. Yeah. Um, I, you're you're so invested in Frank Castle at this point. Yeah, and I, it just sounds so epic to have it called the People versus Frank Castle. I know that's, I know that's like just a way they talk about things, but it just sounds like a comic book. Oh yeah. Uh, it, I, it may be a comic book. That may be where I'm where I'm getting that. Um, <laughs> I just loved when she was like, the people versus Frank Castle. Like, that just sounds just right. It just sounds right. And to have Daredevil defending the Punisher, uh, just, it's just such a great, great moment. We barely got um, Daredevil, Daredevil defending the Punisher at all. Right. Because he was off gallivanting and stayed up too damn late. That's right. Uh what a what a jackass! Right? Uh, he's a real douche this episode. He's a real douche this season. Whenever Electra's around, yeah. Um, then also when uh, I I realize he has a lot of personal investment in the fact that the the Punisher is a bad man who needs uh, not not necessarily a bad man, but what his his methods need to be uh, punished, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> But when, when when he gets real upset with Karen because she's starting to think that maybe, uh, and just maybe she's like theorizing about the fact that uh, maybe this sort of his brand of justice is good. I mean, you can't argue with the results. Yeah, that that was a. I totally get why Matt would be upset, especially seeing as he is a vigilante that is dealing with these situations. But she doesn't know that, and he just. His Matt Murdock persona seems like a little douchey. It's almost like they're having a political debate. And he's like, "What? You believe that?" And I, I don't know. Clearly, you're just wrong. Yeah. It, uh... And she didn't even say she believed it. She was like, "Maybe I'm starting to see." Yeah. She was just given the whole like, "Well, I don't know." Yeah. I can never see being mad at someone for questioning, questioning, or trying to figure out something. You yeah. know. And he's. And I understand why. How dare you question she is She is his light. Like, as we talked about in a previous cast, uh, Elektra sees the darkness inside of, yeah. of Daredevil, and she sees the light. And he, and he, I think, sees Karen as like a beacon of that. Yeah. And for her to be like, his I don't anchor know. into the good. Maybe the darkness is good. <laughs> He's like, Fuck this! You're out. <laughs> we'll see. We'll we'll talk tomorrow. And then later, he's like, um, he says the line about, "Are you asking me this as my, um, my coworker or my, my, my coworker girlfriend? or my girlfriend?" Yeah, both. It's not. You, come on, you. It makes you sound better to say coworker, but she's kind of your secretary. You're dating your secretary. It's not really her fault. That there's a weird dynamic there. <laughs> like, you're the one with the weird power dynamic. You know, I really liked the Punisher's asides. 
especially in the courtroom, like just his take <laughs> on all of it. Right. Because like when uh, when Foggy had to get up and do the opening statement because Matt was off gallivanting and couldn't show up in time, like couldn't be bothered to get up early enough. Right. And like Foggy did his opening statement, which was awesome. It was a great opening statement, especially just for being off the cuff. Yeah, he fumbled a minute, but then he got there. And he was like, screw it. I'm just going to do it by the heart. I'm going to follow my heart, and then it's going to be okay. And then when he sits down, Frank is like, oh, that's a big old bucket of bullshit. You just... <laughs> like... <laughs> and it sounded like he was being loud enough for the jury to hear. Yeah, he did. So, like, <laughs> why would you talk? <laughs> why? Uh-huh. Why at all? I ask why, but I love that he did it. Yeah. Because it was so the Punisher. Yeah, the Punisher is not uh, about putting on airs. He's yeah. he's about honesty. He's not he's not really worried. I don't even know. I, I, like, it almost to me is out of character for him to plead not guilty in this. I, I know why he did it. Yeah. And I think that Karen convinced him not to do it. But the fact that he did it is a little weird because he is kind of the no bullshit, like, yeah, I killed all those people guy. And now he, he pled not guilty, which he's obviously guilty. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, do you think he's going to win this case? I, I don't know. I think that, I think that we're headed toward the DA's office being exposed for something bad. I think so too. I think I think we're going to end up with a mistrial, and they've mishandled the evidence or, or whatever. Yeah. Um. And, and that's going to be it's going to be good. But he's definitely guilty. <laughs> like clearly. So is he just gonna? I, I just I just think that it'd be funny if he ends the season as a free man, still out punishing. <laughs> I don't know that the punish or I don't know that um, Daredevil can let him go like that. I, I yeah I agree, but like if he's unless he unless he wins acquitted. him over and he becomes like Daredevil, but I don't see Punisher ever doing that. No, he's the Punisher. I, I mean, agree. That's, that's his thing. That would be a bad ending to the season. Yeah. If if, uh, if they end up convincing the Punisher to start to stop killing. I can see them convincing Punisher to like go somewhere else. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, get out of my city, kind of thing. Yeah, or um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll go on a mission where they don't kill, but I, he's not going to stop him forever. Well, I mean, they they already did the whole like let's break out of this Irish holding area. Where... Well, sure, but that was before uh, he still took him to jail. Yeah, immediately, yeah. or yeah. or turned him over to the cops. Yeah, but it was so funny having him stop him. And yeah, he stopped him from killing the whole time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it wasn't a you can't kill. Okay, it was a no. Stop. Stop it. Stop Quit, it. No, you can't have the hammer. That was why the, would you want this? That hammer moment is wonderful. He's like <laughs> stumbling over all his his foot's all drilled, and he's like stumbling over like limping to a hammer and like limping back to the guy's head ready to smash it <laughs> and then he just gets it taken away so like, funny. like a toddler getting his toys snatched away like oh, 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 oh. I, we've said it over i've said it over and over in all of the daredevil cast but the fighting in this show just has such character to it yeah um oh and i guess there, there wasn't a ton well there was that huge fight scene with electra in in the train yards but one of my favorite daredevil uh punching moments was the uh the glass the glass yeah that was really really intimidating 
it was really intimidating, and I think it scared Matt. Yeah. Because after he punches the glass a while, uh, the guy moves finally, and he touches it, and it just falls away like paper, like just brittle. And I think there was a look on his face like, I almost went too far. Yeah. That was... This came really close. I got to stop trying to impress this girl. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much what he... uh, Yeah. Electra is not good for him. She's really not. But it's kind of, it seems kind of like uh, Karen and here on the rock. So do you think he'll end up uh, being with Electra? I thought that he was probably going to sleep with her this episode. I thought so too. But the moment was where I thought that was before him and Karen really had their uh, you the knockdown drag out. Yeah. And I, and I don't think they – and I still don't think they're really broken up. Yeah. And I feel like if he cheats on Karen, it's going to be a little unforgivable. Uh, if they break up and then he goes with Electra, it's one thing, but um, that's going to be make him even more of a douche. He was a kind of a douche this whole episode to his friends. Speaking of, we haven't talked about the huge argument between him and Foggy, which I think is one of the more important things in this episode. Oh yeah, yeah. When Foggy tells him that he's the problem, yeah, like it's not this or that or everybody else. It's not Electra. It's you, mm-hmm. because. You are the one that decides to dress up like a hero and or dress up like the devil and go beat the shit out of strangers. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's uh, stop blaming everyone else. It's your fault. Yeah. It's, uh, and just the the pain in Foggy's face the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's a real good actor. He is. He is. And, and and the the Matt and Foggy relationship has been treated so well that. Those moments are actually heartbreaking. It doesn't feel like CW moments where it's like, yeah, there's so many on superhero shows. There's always like, this is your fault because you didn't tell me, blah blah blah, or you didn't. This does not feel that way. It feels like two real friends, yeah, having a real problem. You've always got the in every other superhero show. You've got the the friend dynamic where it's like, you're my friend. I discovered this bad thing that you do, and you justify it to me. Okay. We're done with that conversation forever. And then yeah. in this, it's like they keep touching on how Foggy is still bitter about it. Like, yeah, Foggy is will help him if he needs him, and he helped him a little bit here and there. But he he's not okay with this yeah, vigilante he's, justice. He just at does all. not like it at all. He he knows it's it could destroy uh, both of them as lawyers. Yeah, it could destroy everything they're doing on that side of the. Law. And then it could get Matt killed. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I like that Frank Castle denied the PTSD. Um, I did too. The the PTSD angle because it really like it really does get overused. I think. Although when he described his uh, when he described his experience with his family, how he relives it all the time and yeah. everything. That's that kinda, sounds like PS- that's PTSD. Kinda, <laughs> that's like, kind of PTSD. I don't think he has PTSD from the war. Yeah, it's I think not he the might, combat that he has PTSD over. Yeah, I think he might have PTSD over the actual killing the, of his family. The event of his family dying and him being shot. Yeah, that's... that's uh, it's, It was just so I'm not on PTSD. By the way, I'm displaying all these symptoms of PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> All right, man. Well, uh, I think it's time to watch episode eight and talk about it. 
I think it is. Can we please? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine. You're a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you'd like to find more about us, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast. Or if you want to call and leave a voicemail for your feedback, uh, you can call us at uh, 573-CAST-MCU. All right, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with episode eight. Until next time, true believers.